And that ends abruptly. Okerville River on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. That was Unless It's Kicks, which I thought was an appropriate song because we're going to be talking to somebody from the soccer world. Good morning. My name is Nick. I'm here with my special guest this week, Kaya Forget. Good morning, Kaya. Good morning. Thank you for coming out so early. Thanks you for having look me. like you're awake. I am awake. That's amazing because I am uh, still working on my coffee. Too much caffeine puts me right over the edge. So oh, really? I, I'm good to go. I'd yeah. like to see that sometime, no. but not not this morning. <laughs> not this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be a little too much. Well, thank you for coming out. Uh, so the Orlando City Foundation, uh, you're here as their uh, director, right? Yep. I am the um, director of community development. So we have Orlando City Foundation and uh, community relations on behalf of Orlando City Soccer Club. So two different roles tied up into one position right because you have the so there's the team but then there's the actual uh foundation, foundation work. got it okay correct yeah yeah, yeah yeah so you have a lot of fun with that and you worked here at rollins that's how i got to know you yes and seven actually, years um wanted to ask you because we had some overlap too at the orlando regional chamber ah yes so i don't know if i ever worked with you there if i did i apologize uh-huh. unless it was a great experience in which case you're welcome. The two years that I was there, I had my head down and we were working hard on regional issues. So I didn't have much time to do really anything else, but it was a great experience. Perfect. Made a lot of connections there. Yeah. And so that was the, I worked at the agency that came up with uh, the branding and everything for the myregion.org and all that stuff. And I worked on the myregion.org project. Yep. So. so it's a small world. It's a small world. After all. Um, let's not <laughs> Good go one. There. Uh, okay, so we're going to start out, get you warmed up a little bit okay. with a game of 20 questions. And, okay. of course, we do things differently here because I, I can. Mm-hmm. And obviously it gets you thinking. If you're just going to say yes or no or up or down, that doesn't really get you thinking. So what I thought was appropriate since uh, you're coming from Orlando City mm-hmm. is we're going to play a game called Lions or Tigers and Bears. Lions or tigers and bears. Yeah, Got so if it. If you like something, say lions, because okay. what's more majestic than a lion? Correct. Frankly, I, I'm thinking of one named Kingston in particular, but mm-hmm. in general, he's kind of famous. Yeah. Lions yep. are amazing. Tigers and bears? Not so much. Gross. Oh my. Yeah. Gross. Okay. I don't care for them whatsoever. <laughs> I'm not even sure what a bear is. Okay. Uh, because I think that it's the stuff that nightmares are made of. I've seen them in our neighborhood, so. Yeah, yeah. see? Yeah. They're terrorists. They're, okay. Well, that's a little strong. Yeah. But they're not good. <laughs> not Okay, good. so if you like something, lions. lions. If you don't like something, tigers and bears. Got it. Okay. Pool baths. Uh, tigers and bears. Really? No pool baths for you? No. So you're just not, you're like you're mowing the lawn, you have to run out to the store, just jump in the pool and then go cesspool no yeah no. oh yeah no. there's chemicals in no. your pool aren't there true but mm, not enough apparently no. for you no okay no. down on that how about generation x uh lions we're both in there yeah yeah lions. we're both well ensconced indeed i think actually we're on the tail end so yes. i'll put that out yes, there yes indeed especially lions you. lions sig- for sure lions for sure you're significantly younger than i am no so <laughs> uh then how do you feel about say the millennials lions so I have three millennials that work on the community relations foundation yep. team with me and fantastic input, energy, different insight. Um, 
at the same time, I think they, the three that I have trend more towards Gen X than they do millennials. So, so a little that bit older. Yeah. Advantageous. Um, not so much in age, but in work ethic and yep. viewpoint and uh, the environment that we're in. So yeah, love me some millennials. All right. Very good. So this came up obviously with Apple uh, about a month and a half ago. How about headphone jacks? Are you for headphone jacks or against them? Tigers and bears. I'm pretty old school. I, uh, I'll i keep my headphone jack. Oh, I, so you like headphone yeah, jacks. Yeah. yeah. You don't want to go Bluetooth. No, you don't thank you. Just, like forget that you even had headphones in and no, just walking around. There's, there's there's some things to advanced technology and and I'm, I'm not ready to to give up all of the the old ways yet a I'll physical just say connection that. sure a physical yeah. connection you like that commitment to your phone i do okay mm-hmm. good you're not afraid of commitment i like no. to know this, these <laughs> sorts of things uh colonizing mars oh speaking of commitment thoughtful engaging monday yes. morning yeah uh so lions a- why not yeah yeah are you gonna go or are you gonna let other people go when they get the hilton there then you'll go Oh, the Hilton. The Hilton yeah. will have to be in place. Yeah, yeah. maybe a Four Seasons. Little, maybe, uh, maybe a Ritz Carlton. Little yeah. Mars, uh, Mars sand uh, scrub. I am not an early adopter. I, <laughs> I am more of a wait and see if this is a tried and true type of thing, and then I will commit to it fully. Right, but uh, so yeah. you're on about the iPhone four. Uh, oh, don't want to move well, too six. fast. Well, six. I didn't even go to seven. I'm, I'm. Well, I'm yeah, because the headphone jack. I'm, I, that's right. I'm quite happy with my six, and I'm going to stay there. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good to know. How about Cyber Monday? Because apparently that's today. Oh, indeed, it is today. I have no need to buy anything electronic or feel the need to engage in any kind of price hunting shenanigans so um so no i'm going to say tigers and bears so so did you go black friday did you do anything then i did not just rested i um i stay away from all of the kind of crazy extracurricular shopping fanatics that are out there so all right Mm -hmm. So today is Cyber Monday. I actually did, before it was Cyber Monday, I think this was about 2006, uh, the Orlando Sentinel called my place of business and was asking for people who, you know, shopped online because that was fairly new still. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I was featured in an article, you might be able to still find it, that talks about what, what would eventually become Cyber Monday. But they didn't exactly quote me the way I intended. And it sounded like all I did every day was just shop online. Okay. Yeah, so that was a pretty interesting article. Yes. I got a lot of a lot of fans from that. Uh, okay, so speaking of millennials, speaking of technology, speaking of early adoption, Snapchat. Love Snapchat. Really? Oh, so fun. I especially, you would not know this by looking at me, but I especially love Snapchat filters. I just think they're hilarious. Oh, so you're just on there. <laughs> nice, you're just on there all day as a deer with the voice changer and the grapes on your head. There may or may not have been a few Snapchats of me with a voice changer floating around. (laughs) Yes, yes. That's awesome. So is that something you do with your, uh, I would say maybe your older daughter? Uh, No, has nothing to do with kiddos, but has more to do with our constituency and part of the platform for engaging with our audience and our 
and our fans uh, through social media and also the players from each of our three teams for Orlando City Soccer Club also use Snapchat. So it's a great way to engage with them and build relationships with them and connect them to other things that I may see. Yeah. Uh, one of our girls skateboarding through some part of California as their home on vacation and gives me a place to connect with them offline outside of the work that they do for the club. So, Oh, that's interesting because yeah. I would think that on the foundation side, that would be a lot more, I don't want to say conservative, but more of a traditional thing where you wouldn't see so much Snapchat engagement. But that's interesting that you're able to use it in that sense. I think Snapchat has really evolved from this kind of, funny, frivolous kind of, let me, you know, catch a quick pick of this to something that's much more engaging and sure. that um, a lot of our players are very social media savvy and it helps to build their brand, engage their audience. And then conversely, it helps us on the Orlando City Soccer side uh, to help them engage and connect as well. So whether it be through their community engagement efforts, where they're volunteering, where they're mm -hmm. traveling. Uh, so I think it's a great tool. I, we highly, highly encourage them to use social media. We do take a look at their social media so that it's in line with our brand and not posting crazy stuff out there. Um, but it's a great way to get to know them personally outside of their professional, uh, profile as a soccer player for our club. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm glad I asked. Yeah. All right. So on the other side from Snapchat, how about zombies? Uh, no. No. Tigers, no. tigers and yeah, bears. Yeah, tigers and bears. <laughs> uh, so I will not. Movies, I will be. Zombie TV shows. Uh, no, no. I will not participate in the zombie apocalypse. I, I, I will hide in a corner and probably my brains will be eaten, but no. Um, oh, you're with me. I'm with you 100% on that. Yeah. Like in terms of the actual zombie apocalypse, mm -hmm. I think I could survive for a little bit if they're slow ambling creatures, mm -hmm. but if they're super fast, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. So yeah, yeah. 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 I don't mm -hmm. care for that. I can't run no. that fast. I mean, you're obviously in shape. You could probably do better than me. Can but. run, but I, yeah, yeah. No, I just say no to zombies. That's my so, slogan. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so from a media standpoint, you don't like the movies or do you like horror movies at all? Or you're just like, no. I don't like any of that. Can I say that I still sleep with a nightlight on? That's I don't fine. know. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I don't do horror. I will, I will never watch a horror movie cause I will never sleep again. And sleep is really important to me. So okay. no, so no All zombies, right. no TV Good shows, time. no, no, just say no. Let's move on to something a little more pleasant mm. How about fall and autumn. So you're from uh, the Northeast. Correct. So you actually experienced fall and autumn for a long time and now you're in Florida. How do you feel about the season in general? I love cold weather. I am that person in Florida that when the temperature drops below 50, I am ecstatic and everyone else is chicken little and thinks the sky is falling. So I terribly miss having four seasons and yep. I am a miserable, miserable person in the dead of summer here in Florida because so August I yeah. can't stand the heat. Yep. So people would think living here would be torturous for me and it is indeed torturous for me at certain points. So I love me some fall and I especially love some fresh snowfall and yep. colder weather and chance to wear a parka and some gloves and 
So, yes, I'm a winter baby for sure. Yeah, so it gets to 50 degrees and I'm still out in shorts and a T-shirt because it's still it's not quite cold enough. No. It's not quite cold enough. Uh, it's good to know. Okay, so this came up. Uh, they've been trying this out in Pittsburgh. I haven't. I, I need to look up how it went, but have you Ubered? Indeed. Okay. How do you feel about driverless Uber? No, thank you. Okay. No. Still, again, back to that early adoption situation? Yes, no. No, I'd like to see a person. I, I actually quite enjoy taking an Uber for the conversational perspective of it. Yeah. So... Uh, getting to know who I always ask, can I sit in the front? One, that's always my first question. And two, how long have they been driving Uber? What else do they do? Is this what they do full time? I've met some fascinating people mm-hmm. by taking an Uber. So I love it. But so no like no driverless because the there's no one to talk to. So that's not good. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And your your life is in the hands of a algorithm, basically. True. Yeah. Yeah. So not many people are for that. No. I could see that. Uh, this is something that came up, I think, in California and New York. Uh, I just wanted to get your take on it. Soda tax. Lions. Yes. Lions, you're for it. Sure. Try to get people to think about, I, and that's what I think it is more than anything else. It's to think about what you're consuming, not so much to try to get you to stop consuming. It's not going to be that much. Indeed. We all know that soda is not good for us, but you can enjoy it from time to time. And know that, yes, you are drinking something that's toxic and not good for you. And if you pay a little more for it, maybe it will dissuade people from purchasing so much and make Mm -hmm. other healthy choices. Uh, Shamelessly to bring that back to the work that we do on behalf of Orlando City Foundation. We are very focused on health and wellness, um, the fight against obesity, especially in teaching younger children who may not be exposed to other ways of eating or drinking to give them other options and to really educate them on on what they're putting in their bodies. So, yes, lions for sure, for tax, for soda, for sure. And we'll talk a little bit more about Orlando City Foundation, but that's what I really like about the organization is that it's got such a natural tie to what you do as sort of the athletic sports group is that 90 minutes, Uh, the grants that you provide, the things that you're doing within the community to get people to be a little more healthy, especially kids. Indeed. Yep. Okay, so let's go to a lightning round so we can get to that part about the... (laughs) It's okay. It's just a lightning round. Okay, here we go. I told you you should have some coffee. Think fast. Here we go. All right. Uh, Lions? Lions. Or tigers and bears? Tigers and bears. Reading on a tablet? Lions. Okay. Jerky? Beef jerky, turkey jerky, elk... Tigers and jerky. bears. No okay. jerky. No. Right. No jerky. No. Theme, theme parks. Uh, conceptually, lions for me, tigers and bears. Okay. That's fine. Professional wrestling. No, tigers and bears. Okay. That was it. Okay. On the other hand, sub note, little asterisks, they do a fantastic job with their community engagement. So I will give them that. And okay. it is entertainment business, but. Not for Kaya. No, thank you. Okay. Not for Kaya. NFK. <laughs> uh, daylight savings. Mm, tigers and bears. I think yeah. we should just all be. Let's get rid of it. Yes. Yeah. And time zones too. Let's get no, rid of those. Right. Yeah. Just one time for everybody. Exactly. Okay. That uh, sounds awful. Uh, comic book movies. Lions. That was a kind of shrug line. Sure. Great. Just. Not particularly for me, but okay. I have no objection. So you're all Oscar movies all the time. Uh, I don't really have and a lot of time. Nicholas for, Sparks. I don't watch a lot of 
of TV or engaged in a lot of movies. I'm just doing a lot more things outside or sports or writing or reading or yoga or Mm -hmm. yeah. So Mm -hmm. sure. Superman. Why not? Okay. Thanks for making me feel bad about myself. No, no. Hey, it's great. (laughs) No objections. How about coffee? Oh, lions. Lions. Must have coffee. Okay. Solar power. Oh, lions for sure. Big time. Okay. This is a big one for Mm -hmm. a soccer player. Foot flops. Lions. Yeah. Yeah. Throw them on. Why not? Okay. And the last one. Ready? Yeah. This is the big one. Okay. Cobbler. Like peach cobbler, apple cobbler, like eating cobbler, or a person that's a cobbler that fixes your shoes because both are lions. So, oh, both are lions. Indeed. You got lions all the way around on cobbler. Yeah. Yeah, I meant the dessert, but uh, good bringing up the other, the actual, the actual profession of cobbling. Yes. Yeah. yeah, That's definitely lions. You need someone to fix your shoes. So, that's a good point. Yes. I feel like they're very disgusting. But I also enjoy desserts of any kind. So, it's, like lions to the hundredth degree. So, so cobbler or pie? Uh, there is just no comparing the two. You have to say both. I would eat. I am the person who eats dessert first before the meal. Oh. If dessert is on the table, I will yeah, partake yeah, yeah. in that before I will actually eat food. It's right. a downfall. It is Fair why enough. I run, why I exercise, why I do yoga. I don't think it's a downfall at all. I love dessert. I am right there with you with my sweet tooth and my uh, frequent flyers card at my dentist. So very nice. Kaya, we got to know you a little bit better. Uh, we are going to talk about the foundation. We've got bad business ideas coming up. I've got a pop quiz, a pop culture quiz. I think you can do very well at that. I'm ready. <laughs> so we're going to play some music right now. Uh, this is Cold War Kids with Welcome to the Occupation on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. The Cold War Kids on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was Welcome to the Occupation. And I wanted to play that because of the refrain, Devils in the Details. And there's a lot of details with our guest today, Kaya Forjay. Good morning again. Good Thanks morning. Thanks for being here. Thanks. You're listening to a certain degree. My name is Nick, and I'm here every Monday, more or less, from 7 to 9. And we have a special guest every week. And Kaya is here from Orlando City Foundation. You're actually here from Central Florida. I mean, that's the way I look at it. You've been a resident here. We're just talking about it for 19 years. Mm -hmm. And you've worked at a number of different places. Mm -hmm. Uh, And soccer has always been one of your passions. Did you play in college, high school, that sort of thing? I did. I grew up playing soccer and was very fortunate to receive a full scholarship for my undergraduate degree. And so I played four years of Division One soccer in Buffalo, New York. And hence the cold weather. Love it. Uh, And then I played one year professionally before retiring. Yes. And then I turned my attention to coaching and really invested in bringing up the next generation of soccer players and youth and got into the local soccer scene here with local soccer clubs. And then when I had my own two daughters, got involved with coaching them in soccer and now they are both quite good soccer players of their own right and they're off and running doing their own things and now it's come full circle that now I work 
at a soccer club. So you do yes. uh, the MLS Soccer Club Orlando City, Indeed. and so with three teams, mm-hmm. a bunch of moving parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you give me just a little bit? I was reading over the website. Mm-hmm. I saw the community report uh, from 2015. So a lot of really good work. And what I like about it is it 100% ties into sort of the the idea of the team here in Central Florida and really builds those those roots uh, within the organization to really get out there and spread out. So it's already been a really popular team, right? Like everybody, it, it just had this grassroots movement. Um, but what the foundation is doing, I think, is, is making sure and continuing that process. So you could talk a little bit about what are sort of your, uh, not columns, what is the word I'm looking for? The things that, uh, the, the mainstays of what the foundation does. Sure. The ideology for the work of the foundation and the community impact actually came from our two founders, which are uh, Phil and Kay Rollins. And when they started this idea for having a professional soccer team, they started actually in Austin, Texas. Um, the team that they had there just did not do well. It was in the middle of football country and folks just weren't ready for soccer at that level. And so they looked at another place to bring a franchise, uh, a place that they could really grow a team and and fit in with a community. And they looked at a lot of different markets and they looked specifically at Orlando and they brought the team here. So we came first as uh, Orlando City Lions in USL, um, United Soccer League. And one of the pillars of how they founded the team was based on community engagement and community impact. For them, for the Rollins approach, it is one of the mainstays of what the team is here to do. Not only play soccer and entertain, engage an audience, but to be part of the fabric of a community. And I think Phil and Kay have done an excellent job of doing that in the five years that they've been here in this market. And the community was ready for this type of feel and engagement and and family. And so it was really easy to, to see that this could be something that could be here for a long time. And so out of that community engagement aspect, it's a pillar of what we all do. Even the folks in the front office that sell tickets or our marketing department mm-hmm. to our players on the pitch, everyone is highly aware that we are here as a community investment effort. So that was very appealing to me. Um, and I wanted to be a part of that. And so that's when I went to work for the club. And more so with my background in nonprofit and cu- community engagement efforts, the chance to really grow that and be part of the strate- strategic investment of that long term in Central Florida was the most appealing. So the the ideology or the pillar or the staple or the foundation of all of that for the work that we do on behalf of the foundation is based in who we are as a culture, as an organization mm-hmm. overall. So it's not just the folks in the foundation that do this work. It's everyone in the front office from the president down to an intern that works, you know, game days with us. It's really part of of the fabric of this whole organization. And that's terribly exciting. So. So you got in, not necessarily on the ground floor, they'd been around for a little bit already, mm-hmm. but you're helping to really build. That's why you were brought in is to really help build the foundation um, and build on these 
uh, principles and, and these things that they already have in place. Uh, and that takes a very special kind of person. So if somebody, you know, somebody would want to come in maybe and look at a position that's already pretty well defined, but you're coming in and having to put together systems and procedures and all of these things, what would be the advice for somebody who is going out there and looking at something like that? Because, you know, obviously I work in admissions and I'm dealing with a lot of students who are a little bit older. So I work in the evening uh, admissions office here at Rollins College. Mm -hmm. Not the same Rollins as the <laughs> Rollins that you work for now. Um, but uh, what would be the advice that you would give somebody to take a chance on something like that? To look at all of the factors. And so one, I think you have to really believe in what you want to do and, and, you know, we have had a great saying for a long time and it's helped kind of guide me in my gut instinct. If you get up in the morning and you put both feet on the floor and you're excited about where you're going and what you're doing that day, then keep doing it. Keep living that. You, you have a passion for it. You have an interest for it. If you get up in the morning and you put your feet on the floor and you don't want to go to work that day and you don't want to do whatever it is that you have on your docket of things that you have to get done, then you need to think about making a change. And so there hasn't been a day yet that I've woken up and said, nope, don't want to go there. Mm -hmm. Every day is a chance to do something new and exciting. So with that, the advice is to be nimble, to be flexible, to be adaptable, because when something is new, the direction changes on a whim, something else happens, something comes into the matrix that you have to adjust to. And if you're very set in your ways and you have a plan and the plan goes awry, you have to be able to go with Think the flow yeah. and adjust. So the the days of having, you know, a hardcore strategic plan and taking it out and following it, you know, letter to letter is no, long gone. Our strategic plan is pretty nimble. We Has plan be, yeah. we plan a season at a time and a lot can even change in that time frame. So the work that we do, the mainstay of what we do stays the same. But the people and the places and, and and things like that may change. So we may have a player that's very engaged in one of our community engagement efforts. And that player may not remain on our roster throughout the whole season. They may have an injury or they may be traded or other circumstances. And so you have to be able to adjust. So I think that's the greatest advice um, is really if you're passionate about something and you want to do that, then you want to be there. You're engaged. You're all in. You'll do the 80 hours and you won't think about it. And to be flexible in that, in that circumstance. I think it's interesting too. You just mentioned having to sort of follow the player's progress. Mm -hmm. um, so that's not something I would normally think of when I would think of somebody who's working with the foundation or the community part of an organization. But I guess that's true for a, for a sports team because you're looking for people to go out to events. You're looking for people to be the face of certain initiatives. Uh, and so you have to make sure that you know exactly what's going on with that player. So you pretty much have to follow the team, even though you're working on the foundation side, which is probably, you know, a little bit uh, not frustrating, but it's got to be something else. It's got to be pretty exciting on some level. You have to be a fan. Yeah. You have to be a fan. You have to know who's on your roster and who's doing what. And actually, you have to know what's happening in the league. So we have teams in three leagues right now. So 
if you don't like soccer, this is not what you want to be doing <laughs> because there's a lot of not only the current events of what's happening um, on a national level or on a local level with politics or economic development, but also what's happening in your line of work, right? So uh, if a marquee player on another team happens to have an incident over the weekend, that affects all of us. So that is brand awareness for our team and looking at our players and are, make, are they making good decisions? And it's, um, it's very symbiotic in its approach, right? Mm -hmm. So one thing affects the other. So you, again, you have to be all in. You live and breathe this. This is, this is not a nine to five job where you go there and you, you know, clock in and you push the button and you push your papers around on your desk and then you clock out and go home and don't think about it till you go back the next day. This is, you live and breathe this. So games that are out of town, you're watching them. Um, news that's happening around the league, you're reading that talk in the office you have to be aware of what's happening in other segments of your business so mm -hmm. even though we do the community engagement aspect of it you have to be all in on all aspects of what you're doing well i like this because now i have a resource if i ever start playing fantasy soccer there you go i'm just going to call you okay and just get advice from sure. you in terms of what's going on in terms of our three leagues i can't speak outside of that though well, it's a little I, I too much headspace for me but there are folks in our organization funny. that have european teams and other teams and then it goes to a whole nother level when we have world cup or copa or anything else going on too so that's a whole nother expanded <laughs> All right. So all soccer all the time. All soccer all the time. Is how uh, you live your life. So that's yes. that's good. Uh, so we're going to play a song and I'm going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit more about the nonprofit world. I've got some more questions for you because, uh, of course, we have Giving Tuesday coming up tomorrow. Tomorrow. And I just have some questions for you, like the nonprofit world in general. You spent a lot of time here uh, within it, and I wanted to follow up on that. And so we'll come back in a moment. And we'll do a uh, that uh, long-awaited pop culture quiz because I know you're just you're thinking about that. I'm trying to make you even more nervous. Then it, it'll be super easy. <laughs> don't worry about it. Um, but uh, if you don't pass, then we're gonna have. Some if words. the questions are about soccer, I'll be okay. If they're about anything else, eek. Bayou with Get Got on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. My special guest today. You're listening to a certain degree, of course is Kaya Forger from Orlando City Soccer. Thank you again for being here, Kaya. Thank you. Uh, my name is Nick, uh, as you may or may not know. Uh, and I wanted to play, one thing I want to emphasize is by picking the music today that I've picked is that I would be terrible at playing music during a game. Like picking those songs. I have no idea what those anthems are. I would never play those. The choices I would have would be very esoteric and kind of related possibly to the other team. Like, uh, you know, and I just, I would be terrible at that. So I just so, wanted to let you know that. Very interesting segue is that we let our players have their playlists oh, in the pregame warm-up. So nice. that is a way to infuse um, what our players are listening to. And so it takes a little pressure off of our communications team to put together that playlist too. So, very nice. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, the show is flying by. So I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the Orlando City Foundation and some of the things you're doing and some of the things that are happening that are coming up because you obviously have a new stadium coming into place that will change some of the things that you're doing in terms of the foundation outreach. But one of the things I found really compelling were the what is the grants program mm -hmm. that you have as part of the foundation. So you're out there looking for 
organizations that are already in the community that are doing something that are aligned with your core principles, which is healthy food, healthy eating, healthy kids, um, and exercise. Mm -hmm. Um, and obviously doing that mainly through playing soccer, which is really good exercise Indeed, as I have found out by playing soccer myself, just in a sport and social league Mm -hmm. and till I tore my ACL, in which case I stopped doing that because, uh, I have the knees of a 90 year old man. That's not an excuse. I have two reconstructed ACLs and I still play every Thursday night. So, okay. Well, thanks for, thanks for making me feel terrible. Yeah. Yeah. You can suck it out there. All right. Good. Yeah. No, we're we're not going to do that. Okay. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about that. So you've got the grants, uh, program Mm -hmm. that are coming up. So organizations within the community can go on the website and apply for those. So in, in the sense that we will open up our our grant funding in 2017, but we, the Orlando City Foundation is an operating foundation. So we raise funds to give them away, but you also raise funds to fund our own programs. So we mm-hmm. don't seek outside funding for those type of endeavors. And so we do things like mini pitches, which are hard surface um, playing surfaces for kids to play soccer on in urban areas that you can't fit a full size uh, grass soccer field on. So uh, we teach small sided soccer. We have a partnership with U.S. Soccer Foundation uh, to provide a program called Soccer for Success which is uh, an integration of um, teaching soccer skills, health and wellness, healthy eating, and those type of things, discipline, teamwork, et cetera, with our young people. And then what we found is that making these type of strategic investments and capital investments like a mini pitch and programming uh, can only be done. We're not in the business of of owning and operating Orlando City Soccer Club mini pitches all over the place, but we want to find strategic partners that have like-minded goals and outcomes that we do. So that's where we make those strategic community investments with our dollars. So those programs and those mini pitches, and then what's come with that is uh, access to community gardens and access to fresh to fresh fruit and vegetable have come um, as a kind of holistic approach for that. So in, in terms of grants, we look at strategic partners that are mm-hmm. already doing that kind of work. So we've worked with a number of city of Orlando community centers. We have a partnership with the Boys and Girls Clubs of Central Florida. And we will make a strategic investment in a dollar investment uh, in a center. But at the end of the day, we're going to give them all of the the tools and and the resources that they need. And then it's a gift. So we we make that an investment and we walk away to make other strategic investments mm-hmm. in the community. So the long term sustainability is not for us to be owning and operating all of these um places around Central Florida, but to find places that are doing that type of work and make investments there. So that's how our grant strategy will evolve in 2017. As we continue to bring in dollars, we will continue to find partners that are are doing like-minded work and will make investments in that sense. So So let's talk about the community gardens as well, because I think there was a big investment that you made uh, within the, I think it was in the Paramore area Correct. in terms of making sure that there's fresh produce there, that there's fresh food there. Uh, it sounds like something's going to be going on at the new stadium as well, Indeed. which is pretty cool. It's very exciting. So we, we talk with these kids about um, 
incorporating fresh fruit and veg in their diets. But at the end of the day, if there's not a grocery store on the corner that's selling them anything other than chips and soda and they're going home and, and you know, mom or dad are preparing mac and cheese and grits and things like that, we needed to get upstream from that. We, we needed to get to a place where they had access to that, that they knew and recognized and um, could help kind of formulate that solution to the food desert situation in an urban area. So next to one of our purple mini pitches, we put in a community garden, which engaged all of the folks in that community come together. And they have a bed or um, a a plot, if you will, and they can pick what they want to plant there. Uh, and it's also a community effort so that the neighbor next door is is planting beans and you're planting squash and then mm-hmm. you have an abundance of beans and then you can barter with the other, hey, I'll have, some, I'll have some squash for your beans. And so they have neighbors talking to each other. You have folks engaging in something that is really a throwback to um, to olden times when we grew our own food. Well, it helps build community a little bit better because you're actually having conversations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then there's a resource there now. So now there is access to fresh fruit and vegetable and not only among those neighbors, but then a chance to share that with other constituents. So coming online at our new stadium, which will be opening in March of 2017, we will host a farmer's market on site there and it will be a place for local community residents to come and sell their wares and um, to have fresh fruit and vegetable available to them in that area where traditionally what we've heard um, through the fabric of that community is folks have to get on two buses to get to the nearest grocery store to have access to fresh fruit and vegetables and so we're hoping to really instigate a a very grassroots forgive the the organic kind of pun there mm-hmm. uh, way for folks to really think about and reimagine food as a resource and that gets to healthy living and healthy food choices and healthy engagement so all the way from um, the engagement at the adult level down to our children so we hope we're that we're raising a a a different subset of kids that have a different idea about food uh, than maybe their parents had access to. Well, first of all, if you listen to the show at all, you should never, ever ask forgiveness for making a pun. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's pretty much all I do. And we'll see that probably coming up in the next hour with bad business ideas. But that's really cool. So uh, so that's something that will be starting when the new stadium is there. So it's some other exciting things. So it's not just, again, I, I think what's interesting about this is it's not just about a new stadium. It's not just about a sports team. It's really about becoming part of the community, helping the community out, especially where there's need. So, you know, not just helping in certain segments, but where you've identified that need, where it lines up with your ethos and your principles and your uh, mission and going out there and doing that. So we have a saying in the office that we're not in it for a minute. How do you like that pun, Nick? That's mm-hmm. good, right? So we're I like putting too. we're we're putting a uh, very big building, a stadium in the middle of a neighborhood. 
So it's not likely that we're going to be able to pick that up and move that to another strategic location. So we are here for the long term. And as a long term investment in that community, we want to be a good neighbor. We want to be a good community partner. We want to be part of the fabric of what happens day in, day out in that community. And the only way for us to do that is to get down to the nooks and crannies of what's happening, what happens uh, with the adults, with the working class there, with the children that are there, the community centers. How do we engage in more than just providing a soccer game or an entertainment venue? How is that venue utilized as a community hub, as a place where people can come together and, and can share experiences? So again, the ideology of the club from the very onset was to come here to Orlando to be part of Central Florida and its growth in all aspects of that. So bringing a, a sports team, which sports is a natural rallying point for folks to come together um, and not only in a men's sport, but also bringing a women's team to this area is very important to the overall ideology of the club as well. Um, we as an organization are advocates for inclusiveness. So um, in our new stadium are actually 49 multicolored seats in, um, in eternal remembrance of those that we lost in the Pulse shooting. Uh, we are a very open and engaging uh, culture as an organization. And we welcome people of all walks, of all faiths, of all colors, uh, to come together, to work together for a better community. So the things that we do on behalf of the foundation are just synergistic with the rest of the organization. Mm -hmm. It makes it really easy to do the work that we do. Well, it's got to, we talked about getting excited to get up in the morning. It's mm -hmm. when you believe in what you're doing, that's got to be, and I know from working here at my version of Rollins, as opposed to your version of Rollins, <laughs> um, it, it's, it's wonderful. It's so nice to get up in the morning and feel like you're making a difference and feel like you're you're working towards something that's going to be good for the community that you know and love. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so let's leave it there. Okay. The Avet Brothers on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. That was Kick Drum Heart from their album I and Love and You. I love soccer and I Yay. love kicking things. So Kick Drum Heart was perfect and our guest today is perfect as well. You're listening to a certain degree. My name is Nick. Kaya Forget is here. I just had a little more coffee. I feel a lot more energized after okay. that song. I get up for these kinds of songs. Okay. Yeah. I like you? it. Yeah. Kaya Forget here from Orlando City Soccer, the mm -hmm. Orlando City Foundation. Mm -hmm. So uh, she's got her purple on. Always. Always. Every day. Very nice. And uh, very successful, very uh, long career in the nonprofit world. Very successful career. I'm setting you up for the next segment, which is, of course, Bad Business Ideas. Fantastic. So, Kaya, as I know, you've listened to so many of the shows online at toacertaindegree.com. Uh, you know that uh, this part of the show is, is fun for me. I love it uh, because these are my children. These are my babies. Some really stellar ideas yeah. come out of this. So <laughs> some things I'm, I'm ready to take out my checkbook and invest in right now. Well, you're going so. to have to. Okay, By good. being the guest today, you actually have to choose one of these mm -hmm. and invest today okay. in this idea. I'm because ready. they're my babies right now, but soon they will be your baby. Okay. Only one of them, though. Only one. Only one shall uh, move on and become and get the, uh, the Kaya treatment, Okay, if you will. Kaya. Yes. May I call you Kai? You may. Okay. What hasn't changed in nearly 200 years? 
great question. Yeah. So according to the research I've done, taking a shower in the and the order in which we use hair products okay. has not changed in that time. Okay. Hair, soap, until about 2014. That's when uh, Glamour UK, which is apparently a magazine, okay, in the UK, because mm-hmm. we have different versions of magazines because we, we spell things differently. So mm-hmm. color. They use a lot of use. A lot of use. Yes. Yeah. Uh, published the idea of reverse hair washing. Conditioner, also known as the Conditioner First Movement. Have you heard of this? No, but I can get on board with this. Use Conditioner First. Okay. Because apparently there's more oil in your hair. The conditioner sticks better. I just started doing it. It's pretty remarkable. Okay. And you can tell my beard especially. Right. Just looks majestic. Right. Pretty shiny. Yeah. Uh, It's gained a lot of traction. Now, fast forward to 2016, and it's become, as far as I can tell, the single biggest hot button of this year. Like, I don't think anything was bigger than the conditioner first movement. And you can't tell me any differently, so don't even bother. Got it. Now, I know what you're thinking. Conditioner first, Nick, that's insane. Actually, you're not thinking that because you just said you were on board with it. Uh, So that's fine. So we're going to move on to the next part where I don't have to tell you that I'm not actually insane. Okay. That this is a great idea. Uh, Well, here's the idea. The Rapids. And so I think that's the name of a team somewhere, but we're going to ignore that for now. Be a competitor team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Nick. That's fine. Go on. That's fine. We're going to take it back for that one. Uh, a new shower head, maybe we call it something else, a new shower head that's going to help you solve this dilemma that's been plaguing mankind of what order to do stuff in. Because I can't remember things. I pick up the wrong bottle all the time. All the time. Okay. What what this shower head, you know, we're going to call it something else, does is help you take a more efficient shower. You load up all the things you need. It's got receptacles for everything, shampoo, conditioner, shaving cream, all of that stuff. And then uh, what you do is you set up on an app, not in the shower. Don't use the app while you're in the shower. Okay. What order you wanted to shoot stuff out at you at. Wow. So let's say you want to soak. You just want to get some water on you for five minutes. And then you want the conditioner. And it shoots out the conditioner at you. Maybe it makes a noise before it does it. Uh, no more sticky notes about which thing to do first. Clogging up the drain. Because mm-hmm. that's happened to me. No more taking three showers a day because you forgot a step. Because that's happened to me. No more sullenly weeping in your office because your beard isn't as shiny as you'd like it for it to be. That hasn't happened. I'd never cry. Okay. So, uh, yeah. It takes the thinking out of the shower. And actually, I used to do my best thinking in the shower. So, now, I won't think at all. I don't have to think anymore. Thanks to this new shower head. Okay. And we'll call it, instead of the name that I just mentioned a couple of seconds ago, we'll call it the stream Okay. Ooh, that doesn't sound good either. No. Okay. So we'll call it the shower head to be named later. Okay. Okay. Got it. That's idea number one. All right. Showering, shooting things at you. Got it. And no so, thinking. No thinking. And no post-it notes. All right. All right. You ready for the uh, second idea? I, I sure am. Are you sure? I sure am. <laughs> Seatbelt on and ready to go. You're like, get me out of this segment. Mm. Uh, here are some chilling stats. Are mm. you ready for this? No, this is idea number two. This is not chilling stats okay. regarding showers. Okay. of patients in the developed world don't take their medicine as prescribed, costing the U.S. healthcare system over $100 billion annually. Oh, I believe it. And the statistics are even worse in the developing world. And now one company is working on a pill. This is really neat. So you take it and it expands in your stomach. So it's a regular pill and then it turns into like a star. So it can't go through, but then it just starts releasing the medicine and eventually it dissolves. 
So somebody's already solved this. So somebody already took a bad business idea and ran with it. So that's taken care of. But it got me thinking about all the meetings they had to talk about this product. Right? Okay. Probably I'm a lot of meetings. So far. And then all the meetings that I have that run a little too long. I started thinking about that. So this is how I do this sometimes with bad business ideas. What if we could shorten meetings, but with drugs? Wow. Right? Not roofies. Wow. That's where I first went. But what I'm proposing is essentially a diuretic that you can slip into drinks at the beginning of the meeting that causes the recipient to just go to the little boys or girls room. You know, it's strictly bladder related. It's not, you know, the other kind because that's that's, you know, can be dangerous. Uh, and it really causes you, you want the people who make the meetings run long. This is who you're going to give it to. You know, you're you're you just want to get through the meeting. You want to sign responsibilities. You want to get where you want to go. You want to figure out what everybody's doing and move on. Okay. And go back to work. Okay. So let's do a quick role play because <laughs> I know you're already on board for, you know, bad business ideas. So you got to be on board for role I, play. I am. You'll be Michelle Mal Maltese, an incredibly efficient, loyal, and frankly, underappreciated associate at uh, our company, Business Inc. I'll be Larry Labrador a guy who not only fears failure, but fears success as well. I would spend every waking minute outside of my office, avoiding the incessant reminders that I never feel qualified to do anything, much less my job. So I'm Larry. This I'm Michelle. Gonna, and Michelle. why do we have dog last names? Why not? Okay. Okay. Uh, so we're in a meeting to talk about the company holiday party. Oh. Okay. Yes. So Michelle. How's it going? Hi, Larry. How's oh. it going? So we got to do this holiday party thing. Uh, we did a survey. It looks like the second Friday in December works for just about everybody. Okay. So we could just go back to our desks and go ahead and make plans and figure things out. I think we ought to look at the calendar. But what I want to do is talk about every possible other alternative day exactly. for the course of December. Yes. And so that's the second Friday of December. What about Thursday? Right. Thursdays are good. What about the following Thursday? Possible. Should we do a SWOT analysis while we're here in this meeting for every possible day in December, including the, you know, three days from now, which would be impossible to do, but we should probably do a SWOT analysis for it. Let's get out the whiteboard and hash it out. So, okay. So now back to Kaya and Nick. Uh, so that would be a bad meeting. Okay. Okay. Now... You come in and you've given Larry uh, the uh, diuretic. Oh. You've drugged him. So Michelle now, is the perpetrator here. Yeah, Michelle Ooh. is fully the perpetrator. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michelle wants to get back to Michelle work. Michelle Maltese. Ooh, I want you naughty to get, girl. Yeah. Got it. No, no, no. She wants to get back to okay, work. Okay, she wants to get back to she work. Okay. All right. I'm efficient. Okay. Got yeah. it. Okay. So, hey, Michelle. Hi, Larry. There we go. Uh, so we're talking about the, uh, the, uh, uh holiday, holiday party. party. Yeah, yeah. 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 So yeah. everyone said the second, uh, Friday in December, yep. but let's talk about every other. I don't think so. Oh I my think... gosh. I have to go to the bathroom. Oh, fantastic. I'll wait right no, at no, no. my why desk you... for you. I think, yeah, why I think we're all wrapped and... up and I think this is the date. Boom. Scene. Yes. Good. See, it works. This is a bad business idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It really is. But. You may not feel that way after you hear some of the ideas that I had for either the names or headlines or oh, taglines. Okay. All right. You ready? Speedy meeting. Speedy meeting. Got it. Yeah. Whiz for biz. Okay. Yep. 
uh, you're in good hands. Wow. Now, Allstate might wow. not be in for that. but there might be some copyright infringement right? there. Uh, this one's a little esoteric. I liked it, though, like a racehorse. Wow. Because you'll be efficient like a racehorse. Indeed. And people will be doing other things like a racehorse. Right. And uh, I, this is my favorite one, though. We're number one. True. Yeah. Okay. So out of those two, we have we're number one and the shower head to be named later. Right. That shoots stuff out at you and wow. makes you more efficient. It's a lot of lot of choices here. <laughs> no, there's... Wow. Two, there's two choices. Okay. Do you have any questions on any of them? Do you have any ways? I, is, and one of the reasons I bring this up with you is you're obviously very successful. Do you, These business ideas. I see a little bit of a twinge in your eye. Actually making me need to use the <laughs> the restroom. Both okay, of these, I need to feel hygienic and I may or may not. Run away. Need to be like a racehorse. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Uh, so which do you choose? Or do you have any questions or ways to improve them uh, other than maybe not doing either one? Yeah. You have to choose one, though. Showerhead to be named later, okay. I, I I think, All right. could might actually not be so terrible as a business idea. Really? So you don't think that speeding up meetings... There's not with drug induced speeding up meetings hmm. might not be. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I kind of see Thinking where you're going about with legalities that. and and that's as the CEO of this organization. Right. You're going to be responsible for that. No. No, you are. No. Okay. <laughs> no. All right. So we'll go with the showerhead. That shoots stuff out at people. Later? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We'll put a focus group on that. Get out the whiteboard and we'll hash out some ideas. I hope it's a very short meeting. And it will be the completed on the second Friday of December. Perfect. Perfect. I look forward to that. Well, thank you for, uh, for that. We're going to play some music and we're going to play Shelby Lynn, where I'm from here on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. And welcome back. You're listening to a certain degree. That was Tori Amos with Pretty Good Year. And before that, Shelby Lynn with Where I'm From on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. My name is Nick. I'm here with Kaya Forger for just a little while longer. The time has flown by. Yes. We've had a lot to talk about. <laughs> that was great. Well, uh, speaking of things to talk about, let's talk about college for a second. Great. So uh, you went to UCF, my alma mater, uh, for your master's degree. Yes. And then you were up in Buffalo, which I'm a big fan of the Buffalo area. I have a lot of friends from upstate New York. It's a great place. Uh, and so did you have a garbage plate while you were there? Uh, always. Yeah. That's out of Rochester, though. But yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. But they yes, have them in yeah. Buffalo as well. Gosh, those things are yep. ridiculous. Ridiculous. And I won't even try to describe it on the air because what will happen is everyone will get super hungry right. on their drive into work. And mm -hmm. so we don't want that to happen. But let's talk a little bit about college. So you did your undergrad in communication studies. I did. I started out. Did you have an intention? Where were you going? Because you were playing soccer. So I chose I chose Canisius College, which is is a historic Jesuit institution in um, right in the middle of uh, Hamlin Park, which is a historic African-American neighborhood in Buffalo, New York, primarily for the soccer team and their division one sports there. But I actually went to school 
to become an athletic trainer with hopes of being a physical therapist. And they have a very uh, famous program, a very well-known program at Canisius for athletic training. And about halfway through that experience, I realized that that is not what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And so I had always had an interest in um, media and and uh, the social context of what was happening and communications, television, things like that. And so I changed my major in my junior year to become a communications major. And I actually managed to graduate in four years. It was a liberal arts education. I had done a lot of my prerequisites so I could really concentrate my junior oh, and on senior your major. year yeah, 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 yeah. on my major. So it was very, well, my parents told me there will be no money for additional education. So you will finish and you will graduate nice. in four years. So yes, yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And so, so you came out of it and you were coaching a bit, you were doing some stuff with soccer and did you end up falling into the nonprofit world? I think you started out, especially here in Orlando at uh, OCPS. Is that right? Right. So in college, I worked on a television show and there's one too many editing packages at uh, 3 a.m. that I thought maybe I don't want to do this long term. Mm -hmm. So I think we go through a lot of things that we I have a long list of things that I never want to do or jobs that I never want to have. Uh, And I think by trial and error, you figure out what you may want to do. And as I uh, graduated, there was a service program uh, at our college called AmeriCorps. And it was a domestic version of the Peace Corps. And it puts young people to work in communities doing community engagement work barely paid. It's paid volunteer service, essentially a living wage. And I got involved in an AmeriCorps program on on campus that worked with inner city youth in Buffalo. And so quickly found a calling and really a passion for community work. And that's really so not at all what I set out to do, not soccer, not athletic training, not communication studies or TV, but working with the community. And so that's really where that love came from. And how I got to Central Florida was they were starting a similar AmeriCorps program at the University of Central Florida. And I came down in large part to um, to work on that program and then got myself back into graduate school at UCF. Mm-hmm. And long story short, have had a 20-year career working in the community. Right. So. And so one of the things I was talking about, Dave Krepko came on a few weeks, about a month ago uh, from Second Harvest Food Bank. And we were talking about, you know, what do you call that sector? What do you call that part of the the community that people work in? So is it the community sector? Nonprofit, nonprofit, independent, third sector, sector, social sector. um, Especially when you're part of you know, you're, you're part of a nonprofit. That's part of, you know, a regular, not not necessarily a regular business, but a business. Yes. So, you know, in terms of Orlando city soccer club, there are two sides to, to what we do. There is the for-profit side of the business and the community relations aspect of what we do on behalf of the club and the brand. And then there's also Orlando city foundation, which is the work that we do on behalf of the community. So it, it, It's both. And I think um, a lot of the evolving nature of even 
the corporate world uh, now is there is a social responsibility for yeah. companies in marketplaces to not only do business and make money for their shareholders, but also to give back and to be philanthropic in that aspect. So it's a wonderful trend that's evolved, did not necessarily, um, was not necessarily the mainstay, I would say, 20 years ago when nonprofit work was really coming about. Mm -hmm. There were very few kind of folks out there willing to work for practically nothing and and uh, to do the hard work in some really hard areas. But it's come a long way. And I think folks now actually see that this is a feasible or or acceptable even way to make a career, to make a living, to go out and do this type of work and that there are opportunities for jobs in this sector. And, you know, Dave is a tremendous leader in our local nonprofit sector. He's done great work, um, nationally known work, and he is visionary in his thinking and what he's done in taking an institution like providing food as a service to what Second Harvest Food Bank does as a community engagement partner is tremendous. So it's just one example uh, of how the landscape has evolved in the last 20 years. Well, let me ask you this, because before you joined Orlando, Orlando City, you were here at Rollins College as part of what is now known the Edith Bush Institute. Correct. It used to be the nonprofit. The Philanthropy and Nonprofit, nonprofit Leadership Leaders. Center. Thank, you. Thank yes. you very much. So you were on the education side for nonprofits. Correct. Which is fantastic because you have, you know, you, you've worn both of these hats very well, mm -hmm. I think, um, obviously with a 20-year career in it. So for people who are looking out there, and I don't want to stereotype anybody, especially millennials, because I mm -hmm. feel like, you know, every generation tends to vilify the generation after. And I don't like to do that. I think that there's a lot going for the next generation, the generation after that, mm -hmm. that my kids are in and et cetera, et cetera. But they tend to want to look for things that are a little more uh, uh, spiritually and community-based and not spiritually, but in terms of satisfying, in terms of social entrepreneurship, in terms of like the nonprofit world. Right. So somebody coming out of college or maybe looking at a career change, what advice would you give them? in terms of going out there and looking at the nonprofit world, especially considering that it's grown so much. In a lot of the the career education that we would do or, or helping folks find uh, what they're passionate about is that that opportunity to volunteer, to engage, to be a part of something. And it is, it's a lot like process of elimination. There are a lot of things that you do when you're like, nope, this is not for me and that's okay. But you can do that if you're not in a paid capacity. I mean, you don't want to take a job and then second weekend you're like, oh, I really don't like this. I'm not, you know, how you get that job in the first place. But um, is to volunteer, to engage, to find your passion, to find something that gets you excited, that you want to get out of bed in the morning and go there and, and be a part of what is happening. So that's my greatest advice to young people or those that are seeking a different career. You have a lot of folks that find the nonprofit sector as a second or third career. They've mm -hmm. done something because it's, you know, been the societal right thing to do. They've come out as a business person or a lawyer or, but they find other 
ways to give back. Um, instead of making a dollar for shareholders, they are volunteering on a board of directors or they're working um, as a tutor with inner city youth or they're giving back in a community garden aspect. And so there, there are ways to tangibly touch and feel and taste and, and figure out what feels good and what doesn't feel good. And the only way to do that is by getting out there and looking for those opportunities. So if you're passionate about animals, there, there are endless ways that you can get engaged and work with rescue missions or, or shelters or spay and neuter services or even awareness. I mean, even if you're not a hands-on pet the dog, let the dog lick you all over the face type of person, you can still offer, you know, creative support for a website or marketing or, you know, engaging other volunteers. So that's the thing about the nonprofit sector. So there's a lot of, a lot of things. And I think we all wear many hats. Um, And you cannot go into it thinking I'm only going to do this one thing because I'll tell you as the director of community development, um, I am out there on game days selling and helping with posters. I am engaging with our players. I am pitching in at our fundraising events. So it's it's all hands on deck. You're all in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's good. Well, let's play a song, uh, and this is kind of uh, touches on that idea of helping out and being aware of what's going on in the community. Uh, we're going to play a little Police. Ooh. The Police. Okay, a The Police. A little of The Police. Yep. I'm not sure, because there's three of them, and it's The Police. Is it it's singular? The it's The Police. The Police. L Police. No, The Police, yeah. Uh, this is Walking in Your Footsteps on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. All right, some weird flutes at the end there. KT Tunstall, I think is how you pronounce it. I don't want you now. And then before that, the police with walking in your footsteps. You're listening to a certain degree. We're almost done, unfortunately. It's been a great show here this morning. I'm your host, Nick. My special guest today is has been and will continue to be Kaya Forche. So oh, I'm bringing in a substitute now. Good it's job a, with that. It's a 80th minute substitution <laughs> here. Uh, <laughs> nice. I like how you brought that ah, all the soccer full circle, stuff back a little together. soccer humor. Look at you. Yeah. So Kai is here today from Orlando City. She's with the Orlando City Foundation. We had some fun. And so a little more fun to be had before we go. Uh, we've got a pop culture and current events quiz for Kaya. I'm a little nervous. I'm rubbing my hands together. I don't know if that comes across. In, oh, nervous. In, in radio land. You should not be nervous because this is going to be... Uh, all right, maybe relatively easy. Uh, so let's go with the first one. Anne Rice, who wrote the Interview with a Vampire book series, I think is is what it's called. Uh, she might be undead herself. Uh, okay. We're not sure. Has just announced that she's pushing for a TV series based on her little blood-sucking family uh, of books. This news comes on the heels that her new book is coming out, and it's about Lestat. Do you remember Lestat, who was played by Tom Cruise in the interview with the vampire movie. Yes. Okay. In the new book, Lestat, who is now a prince, gets into it with some sort of supernatural being from where? Is it A, Atlantis, B, Hell, or C, Pittsburgh? Well, all three of those are viable choices. Correct. Who could it be? Atlantis? Prince, supernatural. H-E double hockey sticks. Yeah, it could be. Or Pittsburgh. 
Uh, I've been to Pittsburgh. But it's pretty supernatural. It is. Actually, I'm, I'm nice going to go with A, Atlantis. Atlantis. That is an excellent guess, and that is correct. Woo! Yeah, uh, the new book, uh, Prince Lestat and the Realms of Atlantis, comes out tomorrow. So in okay. case you were waiting for that. Uh, I was tomorrow. not waiting for that Look at you. to happen. One for one. Yeah, I okay. I told you, you'd be Oof. fine at this. Sweating it. Uh, have you ever played Cards Against Humanity? Uh, no, I've heard lots about it, though, but <laughs> I've never actually participated. Okay, well, what they do, I think they do this every year, is they raise money. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't appear to be for charity, though. They just oh, raise they money just for raise themselves. they just raise money. Okay. So they raise more than $100,000 as of when I looked this weekend by encouraging people to give so they would continue doing what? Was it a dance-a-thon featuring voters from every state and every political party? Was it B, digging a hole, a big hole in the earth? They would just give, as you gave more money, they would continue digging. Or as you gave more money, they would continue this dance-a-thon. Or C, they would just take your money. They would continue taking your money. Wow. Again, three really good choices yeah. here. It's a whole lot of dancing involved. Big, huge, gigantic hole. In the or earth. just take the money. Or just take, continue taking your money. In the theme of Cards Against Humanity, I would say that it's C, just take the money. It's very close. Now they are digging a hole. No, they're not digging yeah, they're a hole. Where is this hole being dug? Uh, it says in America. In America. Yeah. So it's actually pretty funny. If you go to holidayhole.com, you can see sort of the results. I think oh. they're done now. And, uh, yeah, they answer the charity question. They wow. say, no, we're not giving it to charity. Why don't you give it to charity instead of giving Did it to us? Did they start digging in a pre-existing sinkhole or a drilling <laughs> sure. hole or it's... from the Disney movie Holes or... Oh, that would be good. That's Maybe a lot a of sequel. holes, but when, this is one holes. big hole. One big I'm going to have to go look it up. Yeah, okay. holidayhole.com. Got it. All right. Uh, so this was an interesting... I've got two uh, stats here uh, for the last two questions. Fidel Castro passed away this weekend. Yes. Age of 90. According to the former head of Cuba's intelligence agency, how many attempted assassinations did the CIA send Castro's way? Wow. Was it A, many, B, <laughs> a bunch, or C, 638? All of the above. Is that a choice? Can it I is. say D, all of the above? Technically, yes. yes. It, 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 so he estimates that the CIA tried to kill Castro 638 times. I don't doubt it. Um, and so he was really good at avoiding assassination. Right, right. 600 and, okay, many and a bunch also, yeah, qualify, also qualify as as that. So. All right, one more number for you. Oh, we'll I'm go, afraid of numbers. Okay. 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 We'll go local. Okay. We'll go local. I, I feel uh, like we're entering stoppage time. You know that's a thing for Orlando City Soccer Club, right? Of course. Okay, yeah. excellent. I'm All right. familiar with okay. it. Was a, we love very, stoppage time. There were some very close games <laughs> that were stoppage determined. Stoppage time is our friend. Okay, here we go. Uh, homeowners who work with Airbnb, this is locally, and other short-term renting platforms in Orlando okay. and Orange County, uh, it turns out they're often skirting the rules a little bit. As it turns out, only this percent of the county and the city are allowed to do stuff like Airbnb. Okay. Is it A, a low number, B, a really low number, C, less than 4%? 
again, it's D, all of the above. Yeah, so have you done Airbnb at all? I am actually a fan of Airbnb. I am too. I have traveled a lot and I often use Airbnb and there's I keep getting updates to their policies and procedures of which uh, it says basically you should not ever be using Airbnb, but okay. It's it's very interesting that, you know, the and the city and the county are not allowed to change the laws easily. The state passed a law back in, I think, 2011 that made it harder for cities and counties to change the way the rules apply. And so it's more difficult for them to change how these Airbnb policies come up. Okay. So people who are doing it uh, usually are fine. But what's happening is if they get a complaint from someone, a noise complaint from a neighbor or something like that, they'll get fined for it. Um, even though they're going through all the right steps, they're doing all the right things. Uh, so it's very interesting to see how this new economy and this new marketplace right. are changing things like Uber, you know, not necessarily being able to pick me up from Orlando International Airport because of the rules that are there. Right. Uh, and things of that nature. So it, it's very interesting. But to hear that only technically right now, 4% of the county and the city is eligible to do Airbnb. That's amazing to me. Because that it is. seems like you could just go out there and do it. We but can, Do we have an estimated number of how many people are violating that? I do not. Yeah, okay. I do not. That's a good stat to have. That would be a nice Nick. one. I'm going to go ahead and, okay. yeah, thanks for that. Yep. So you did great. Yep. You got three out of uh, four. It's not, not bad. Not Since I was really terrified of what was going to happen here. <laughs> All right, so we have to wrap up. We'll play one more song here in a minute, and I'll let you pick uh, which song it is. Uh, but tell me real quick, uh, not real quick, in a couple of minutes. Yeah. So I don't want to put undue pressure, pressure on you. Pressure. We're in stoppage We're time. We're in stoppage time. We're in stoppage so, time I mean, right it's all about the pressure. So, okay. <laughs> tell me a little bit about what people should do to learn more about Orlando City Foundation and how you might want them to get involved. Sure. Uh, we are on all of our social media outlets. So you can check our website, you can check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. So everything flows through our great communications department at Orlando City Soccer Club and help promote what we do on behalf of the club and for the community. So we're often promoting ways for folks to get involved. We just participated in a Thanksgiving food drive uh, we have an upcoming toy drive for nonprofit organizations in Central Florida, and we work with a number of our community partners on that endeavor. And there are always ways that uh, our fan base and folks that are interested in the work of the club can get involved and come out and volunteer. In 2017, we'll have a number of projects coming online with some more purple mini pitches going in and some more community gardens. And we encourage folks to come out and volunteer where their passion is and where they see a fit. Uh, so there are a number of ways. Check us out on social media, find ways to get involved and just keep an eye on what we're doing and promote the purple. All right. Well, that pretty much sums it up. Okay. So we have some choices. Carl Denson, Block Party, Menomina or Cat Power? Menomina. All right. Let's do that. Uh, you'll hear Menomina. This is Plumage. And coming up, we have Ben with Music of the World on WPRK. Winter Park, Florida. Thanks, Kai. Thanks, Nick.